0: Thanks for joining us today at City Life. We believe today's message will empower you and point you towards Jesus. But remember that church is so much more than a message you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life, in person or online. My name is JD, if I haven't met you yet, and this is Colton and John, and uh, I get to serve with these guys on the Voltage Kids Church team, which is great, and so we are going to bring the word today together, which I'm really excited for, but uh, starting off, how long have you guys been a part of City Life?
1: Uh, I've been here for about seven and a half years, and I've been serving in Voltage for about seven of those years. Nice. And I have been
2: here for about five years now, and I served in media and now mainly Voltage. Nice.
0: There we go. So yeah, so today we're going to kind of jump into it, and uh, we're going to tackle some tough subjects. We're on this series, as you saw, Bible Bumps. And so what does that mean? It's just, uh, you know, the things that we tend to bump over. If you've ever read the Bible, the hard passages or the verses you don't understand or whatever, and you just kind of bump over it and you're like, I'll come back to that or I don't like that and I'm going to pick and choose. I'm just going to skip that, whatever. We're actually going to settle into some of those things and tackle some of the bumps. And uh, so pray for us today because that's what we're doing. Today we are talking about sacrifice. Why don't you just say sacrifice? Sacrifice. There you go. You are allowed to talk in church sometimes. It's great. And so it's good. Participatory. But uh, today is going to be, yeah, we are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what the Bible says about it, uh, what it's all pointing towards, why it matters, and what do we do about it. And so sacrifice is, it's a theme. It's a word that we see a lot in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, which is basically everything written before Jesus showed up on the scene. And uh, you know, if we're, if we're going to talk about that, first got to address a tension. There is a tension we must address, there is a problem that we must confront, and it's like this. You know, we want, I would say all of us, we want to live in a world that is filled with peace and joy. We do. But yet we continually hurt each other, and we choose destruction, and we make things worse a lot of time. And I think for God to get rid of all the evil in the world, he would have to get rid of you. <laughs> He would have to get rid of you and you and me. For all the evil to be gone, it's like, God, take away all the evil. Poof, we disappear because we are contributors to the problem, if we can be honest today. Woohoo, I'm in church. Yay. I've already been told I'm a sinner, but hey, we got to start there. It's good to start knowing where we're at so we know where we can go from there. And uh, God, in his infinite wisdom, established a system for dealing with the effects of evil and gave us a way to repair broken relationships. And so we're going to get into that because it looks like this. People sin. Sin and God cannot go together. And so God says the only way to fix this is a sacrifice. And so people offer sacrifices, and we'll see some of the different kinds in a minute. And then God is appeased. And so sacrifices were intended to mend the relationship between people and God. And so we're going to have kind of a conversation about that today. And I'm going to start off, uh, Colton, why don't you kind of give us, what are some examples we see right away in the Old Testament when it comes to sacrifice?
1: Sure. When we talked about this, we actually found that, like, as soon as sin entered the world, there was a sacrifice immediately after that. In Genesis 3... Um, God off-screen kind of sacrifices an animal to provide the skins and the clothes for Adam and Eve. Um, in Genesis four, there, you know, there's Cain and Abel. They made sacrifices. Uh, Genesis eight had Noah giving sacrifices to thank God for saving him and his family from the flood. And uh, one of my favorite, Genesis twelve, you know, Abraham is willing to sacrifice his own son. You know, Happy Father's Day, by the way. <laughs> uh, but through that, God provides an animal for him to sacrifice instead and Genesis, Genesis 26, there's Isaac, Genesis 31, we have Jacob, and all throughout Exodus, there's lots of examples of the Passover lamb that they actually sacrificed to, like, to protect them in and throughout the, uh, the curse during that time. But just as soon as sin entered, there was examples of sacrifice, and that's just in the first two books. Yeah. So in and through that, that was just a way for people to mend their relationship with God, like you said.
0: Exactly. And, so, and then we get to the third book, which is Leviticus. Now, chances are, that there are people in this room, you're like, all right, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to start at the beginning. This is going to be great. I read Genesis. All my favorite Bible stories are in there. This is awesome. Exodus. Yeah, I watched Prince of Egypt. I like that. I can, I can do no, uh, Moses part in the Red Sea. And then you hit Leviticus, and you're like, what am I reading? Yeah. What is happening, right? Like blood sacrifices, confusing rituals. It seems archaic and bizarre. And you're like, I might just skip this one. But... I get it. Like, reading Leviticus can be super weird unless you step back and you see that there is a bigger picture that God is painting, something bigger he's doing, and that's what we want to do today is we want to unpack that a bit, you know, talk about, like, what is the big deal with sacrifice, with death, with the spilling of blood, and even on that note, uh, John, what, tell us, like, what is so important about blood when it comes to the Bible? (laughs)
2: It's a bloody book. It's blood, yeah. Um, so, well, blood is talked a lot about, or talked about a lot in the Old Testament, and um, you know, I, I always thought that that's the only place where it was, but it's they talk about it a lot in the New Testament as well. Um, in fact, the blood of our Savior is uh, one of the most important parts of the gospel and the good news is, is what we believe in, right? Um, blood is so important because uh, that's what God uses to um, ultimately redeem us. Um, in the Old Testament, it was an animal that he used, the blood of an animal, so that people could be um, redeemed and purified. Um, but now in the New Testament, it's Jesus' sacrifice that, that, uh, that purifies us. And in, in Leviticus, it says, Leviticus 17, 11, it's, For the life of the body is in the blood. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right with the Lord it is blood, it is the blood given in exchange for a life but makes purification possible hmm. so you can
0: see in like to god blood is a really big deal yeah Absolutely. So, uh, blood sacrifice. Again, you know, this might be stuff you've never unpacked because you're just like, I don't really like this part of the Bible. I want to talk about happier things. You know, I'm gonna go find my Instagram verses, the ones that are easy to post. Some of these ones, not so easy to post on Instagram. People might unfollow you if you started posting some of these random verses, blood. But uh, (laughs) but blood sacrifice. It does two things: purification, and then there's another word, atonement. And in Leviticus five. 10, it says this, the priest is to make atonement to cover the sin of the guilty, and the guilty will be forgiven. Now, atonement, it just means to cover over someone's death, to cover over someone's death. It also means uh, making you right with God, and uh, it was a symbolic act where it transferred the people's sin, so it was symbolic, transferring the people's sin onto an animal to bear the sin so that it could die to dissolve the power of those sins. It was how things were made right, it was how damage was repaired, it was how divided things became at one with each other again, and you can see that even in the word atonement, at one mint, and so it is meant to purify us and meant to atone and make things right. And so, as we talk about that, you know, they 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 knew that, and they God God revealed that to them. So then they began to make lots of types of sacrifices. Uh, Colton, what are some of the sacrifices
1: we see in the Well, They had lots of types. They had five actually. Um, the first was a burnt offering. That was where they took whatever they had and they burnt it fully. And to do that, it was like a pleasing aroma to God to show that they were right with him. Um, The second was grain offering. And that was kind of a representation that God is our source, you know, our provider for that. Uh, The third, what actually going through it, was the peace offering. And that was a way to show God that they are at peace with him, but also with each other. So like sharing a meal together was a form of offering for that. Uh, The fourth was the sin offering and this was a way for someone and for the people to specifically offer a sacrifice to appease a certain sin in their lives and the guilt offering or sometimes referred to as the trespass offering was a way for people to just come to god and also acknowledge their guilt and their shame through their sin but all through these different types of offerings they were like you said atonement they were basically ways to try to mend their broken relationship with god in the ways that they have sinned to him
0: exactly yeah and so as we see, sacrifice was a big deal. It played a big central role in their lives, in their identity, as they had come out of Exodus. Really, when you look at books like Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, you're like, what what is all about? God is giving an identity to a nation who, for 400 years, was in slavery, did not have an identity, and it's like, here's what you need to do. And if you're going to do this well, everything important in life starts with honoring God. And and I mean, I believe as Christ followers, we've learned that and we're learning it. But so they really established ways to do that. And so it was designed to focus our attention on God to receive forgiveness and get realigned with a holy God. And, uh, you know, for sacrifice, this wasn't just a casual thing that when they, like, "Eh, if I feel like showing up for sacrifice or whatever, this was really central because at the core of what people knew about God, especially at that time, was that he was holy. And so we need to talk a little bit about that word. What does, like, John, what is holiness and what does that mean?
2: So holiness is... um to be set apart, to be pure, to be basically to be perfect. Um, and, uh, holiness is like one of God's like main attributes, yeah. right? And it's it's contrary to what people think most of the time is that God is love, but really He's He's holiness before He's before He is love, right? Um, how many verses do you guys think that there are that say God is love in the Bible? There's two. Two. Two verses. Okay. How many verses do you think say God is holy? Over 400. Wow. Wow. Right? So God's main attribute is holiness. And, you know, his love is perfect because his holiness is perfect. Right. Not the other way around. His love is always perfect because it doesn't violate his holiness. Um, Like, for example, like, God gave his son to us, gave his son to the world out of his love. But His holiness demanded that a price be paid for our sin in the world. So His Son stood in our place because He is holy. Yes. Um, I find it way easier to love people than to be holy because it, <laughs> to me it seems unattainable, right? Like, it's like I'm not perfect by any means. Huh. But, you know, to help me with that, I like to use the, the, this analogy of the Son. Um, if we compare the Son to God as a metaphor, of course... Um, the sun is both life-giving and a source of life in our, our solar system. Um, but it's also dangerous because it's pure, raw power. Wow. It, it can hurt you, right? Like the sun is, yeah, it can burn you. It can kill you if you get too close to it. But to go near to the sun, you have to modify the way that you exist. You have to change. And that's why I find it it more difficult to be holy because it, it's about proximity. Proximity to God, living in his presence. God wants to be close to me, but God will not be close to my sin. Like, He won't be close mm-hmm. to me if I'm not purified by Jesus' blood.
0: Cool. That's good. That is a good analogy, especially as we head into summer. We all want sun, but that means slathering 100%. up and doing what we can 100%. so we can get the most of it, right? Putting on our sunsuit. Yeah. Our sunsuit. Our sunsuit. A sunsuit. I like it. <laughs> so, the question we have got to ask then is how can a holy God live in the midst of of sinful people. How, how can a holy God live in the midst of sinful people? Uh, Ezekiel thirty-three, eleven, it says this. God's saying this. He says, I don't enjoy watching the wicked die. Like, God's not just like, haha, you suckers. Like, I don't enjoy watching the wicked die. I want the wicked to stop doing what they're doing and live. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. So God desires relationship. And you got to think about that. It's like, a, a holy God that we can't possibly be near invites us to draw near. Like, it's kind of this paradox where it's like, you can't possibly be near God, yet yet he wants us near. And so, the great thing, and that's what we're talking about today, is that I, I love this, uh, this quote I found. It says, God made a way for bad to be eliminated from people so that bad people didn't have to be eliminated. God made a way for bad to be eliminated from people so that bad people didn't have to be eliminated. And we do that. Anybody? Anybody? Jesus. We do that through Jesus. So obviously, we have got to guide the discussion as we've hit just the concept of how important sacrifice is and stuff. What does that have to do with Jesus? And then we're also going to get into what does that have to do with our life? And so, John, back to you. How was Jesus the sacrifice we needed.
2: Well, for for us to be able to draw near to, to, to God, God knew that the only way to fully deal with sin was through perfect sacrifice. You know, all the animals before in the Old Testament always had to be without blemishes, they had to be perfect. But um God also knew that the only one who was perfect enough to do that was Himself. Yeah. Right? The crazy thing about God is that He's three in one. It's God the Father, it's God the Son, or Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right? It's, it's, un, It's pretty unreal to think that He wants a price to be paid for our sin, but yet He takes it away for us through sacrificing Himself.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Um, you know, in in Hebrews uh, chapter nine twenty five and twenty six, it says Jesus does not offer Himself over and over as a sacrifice, as the high priest on earth does not or does when he enters the most holy place each year with the blood other than his own. Um, No, he was appeared once now at the end of the age to put away sin forever by offering himself as a sacrifice. And so God put on human flesh and came here and died a pretty horrific death so that we could be made right and be able to draw near to God.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and Mark ten forty five as well, even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to be a servant, to offer his life as a ransom for others. And so, uh, Colton, what about you as well? Like, what does New Testament say about Jesus as a sacrifice? What does this mean
1: for us? Oh, a lot. Well, if you look at the New Testament and if you go through the Scripture from the authors and Jesus himself, it mentions his, specifically his blood you know, tons of times. We see it a lot in by his blood, blood of the cross, ransom for his blood, justified by his blood. And I think it's repeated through in and out to remind us that he wasn't, like you said, it wasn't an easy sacrifice. This was an agonizing death where his blood was spilled and it was for us. It was for us to have relationship with him. And this wasn't like Old Testament sacrifices. It was his blood. And it states in Hebrews 9:12, it says, he did not enter by means by the blood of goats, and calves, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, thus attaining eternal redemption and that's when he did that, it kind of it made up and it made a way through all the Old Testament offerings and the sacrifices and Jesus did that it wasn 't to just say that the old testament didn 't matter or the old sacrifices or old offerings didn 't matter; it just said that through the symbolism of the Old Testament because it 's all part of god 's story. was accomplished for what Jesus did on the cross for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so everything that the Old Testament sacrifices symbolized, Jesus actually accomplished on the cross. And, you know, that's why Jesus was able to declare right as he died, it is finished. I have accomplished it. Perfect sacrifice. The, The last sacrifice needed. Mission complete. But the, the best and I think the most important part of this sacrifice is that it didn't end at death. Every other, you know, animal or whatever, that was it. Boom, done. And then they're going to have to do it again. But with Jesus, he finished it. And then three days later, we believe with all our hearts that he rose back to life, defeating the power of sin and death and being resurrected and bringing a way for us to have new life. And any who put their faith in Jesus then, are saved. In fact, in Romans 10, 9, and 10, maybe you've read this verse, this is an essential one, I think, for like, how do I become a Christian? What does that mean? Uh, So if you believe deep in your heart that God raised Jesus from the pit of death, and if you voice your allegiance by confessing the truth that Jesus is Lord, then you will be saved. Belief begins in the heart and leads to a life that's right with God. Confession departs from our lips and brings eternal salvation. So if, if we can see, looking at what we've talked about so far, like why sacrifice was needed and how the ultimate sacrifice was accomplished. Again, Jesus couldn't just show up on the scene and say some nice words and do some miracles and poof, gone. That actually couldn't accomplish what needed to happen. He had to die. So the next question is, if all that's true, now what? <laughs> like what do we do? It's not enough to just know. Oh yeah, you know, Jesus died for my sins and came back to life at the end. No, that's actually not the end, there's more. Like, what do we do with this revelation? And we can see, uh, looking back at the verses we just read in Romans 10.10, belief begins in the heart, and it leads to a life that's right with God. And so, believing in Jesus' sacrifice, saying yes to him, it isn't the end, it's actually the beginning. It is the beginning of something more, and it's our turn to live in the sacrifice. Why don't you just say, live in the sacrifice. So, Romans 12, 1, great verse. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, and, and Paul's saying this. He's literally taken 11 chapters previous in this book of Romans, which is so dense and thick, and he's unpacking the gospel. Here's everything you need to know. Therefore, so therefore is always a turning point. Like, what do you do with all that information now? I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Everybody say, living sacrifice. I know you're with me then. Holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. And so no more blood has to be spilled. The perfect sacrifices happen. And now we just need to be a living sacrifice. So we need to talk about that. What does it mean to be a living sacrifice? Um, living sacrifice
2: for me, like I, I turn to the, the verse, or sorry, Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2. So it's, therefore, be imitators of God. As beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us, and gave Himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So for me, it's like I, I walk through life li- trying to to listen to God to be able to understand what He wants me to do, like to like help somebody or or a whole bunch of things, right? Like nothing's come to my mind right now. <laughs> but I mean. Some, some sacrifices in my life that I've made is like, it means giving up my need to be successful in work in order to be fulfilled in life. Mm. Um, it, it doesn't mean that I don't want to be successful in the workplace. Right. Um, but I let God guide me on how to do it so that I can be the best that I can be for God with my family, with my work, with everything. So like with my wife, I can, I can with my wife and kids, I can teach them things and be that that basically um, priest in the home, right? And mm-hmm. I, can, I can teach them things and help them. I can ultimately be the father and husband that God wants me to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, another one is, like, like, I mean, sacrificing financially. Like I, my wife and I have decided that it's very important to us to regularly give our tithe to the church and just be able to give back to God what he has given us, yeah. right? Like he has given us all of that. So we want to give it back to him as much as we possibly can with our time, with our finance, with everything, right? Like we always talk about. Um, It's also to make sure that my children are always fed, that they are always clothed, that they're always doing some sort of sport or activity that keeps them engaged and just having fun and just have awesome birthdays and just generally feel loved as much as they possibly can. Um, It also means giving up my old ways of living. I used to live a pretty crazy life and... (laughs) When God asked, called me to follow him, it was like, now nah, you got to give that stuff up. And I kind of looked at him like, you're crazy. I don't know how to do that. Because <laughs> it was, in my eyes at that time, it was fun, right? But now I look back on it, I was like, I don't know how I was living like that. Wow. But giving up my old ways is like, instead of doing what I've always wanted to, like what I've always wanted to do, I do what God wants me to do so that he can transform the way I was and he can make me become who He knows me to be, mm. and as just going through living as a sacrifice like that, it just completely will transform your mind, right? Like it'll transform who you are, and then He will be able to use you in a way to bring more people to Him, and that's that's, that's living sacrifice. For yeah, me.
0: yeah, yeah. Colton, what about you? What does it mean to be a living sacrifice? Well,
1: this has been a really good topic for me and John, also specifically. Um, We have a men's group that meets every Sundays, and we talk about this specific topic a lot. And we talk about a principle called the paradox principle. And that principle basically means to die to live, to die a bit to yourself that you may live a lot later. And just going through that, me, I I like your examples, John. I do a lot of that and myself at home. It's just as a dad, specifically to me, or as a husband, it's choosing to put the needs of my wife and my kids above my own. And just the examples through that could be just, you know, the chores you do for them, just putting what you want to do aside to do what they want to do and be there for them. But also that comes through, other than being a husband and being a father or, or being a friend, it comes through being a Christian. And to to, and to do that, uh, there's a verse specifically that I wanted to read, which was Luke 9, 23, uh, which says, um, Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. And that goes very against to what our culture is as a whole. Our culture says we want to do what you, what you want to do, what makes you feel good. Whatever you feel is what you should do and you should live like that. And God says, I don't want you to live like that. I want you to live for me and to take up your cross daily means that every decision that you have you are living for God you're denying yourself you're de- when the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed you are living for God in each decision that you do you are taking up your cross to do his will and not your own and that and that is a whole is what being a Christian is, it's a living sacrifice. To live as a Christian, you're sacrificing your finances, like you said, your time, your wants, but you're doing that for his glory and you're dying each day to yourself that you may live a lot in the future for him.
0: Is it worth it? Sounds, sounds a little 100%. exhausting sometimes. Absolutely, Absolutely,
2: but it's definitely worth it, like 100% worth it.
0: <laughs> Classic John line. Uh, why, what makes it worth it? As we, as we kind of wrap up this part, like, what would you just say? Like, why do you do all those?
1: Things? I think it's the fulfillment in ourselves because there's like there's a reason why we feel such joy and that comes from being close to him and being in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's by design that God designed us to do that and to seek Him and to want that. It doesn't just come from feelings, it comes from him. So to do that, it doesn't it almost doesn't seem like a sacrifice in some way because we're getting so much out of it to bless His kingdom, to you know make disciples of all nations. and when we do that, we're truly living in His design for how He created us to be. Absolutely. yeah exactly,
2: like it 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 oh man, I had a thought, but now it's gone <sighs> it happens it happens to dads, yeah. <laughs> what was the question <laughs>
0: <laughs> why what what makes it worth
2: it yeah, so yeah, exactly what like colton saying right like it's he he knows exactly what's in my heart, and now he's letting me do that, so it makes it completely worth it because even the things that I didn't even realize that I like doing, he is getting me to do, mm. and it's like, man like you make my life so much joy, it's unreal, right? Because it's like, now I get to do all these things that I've been longing to do that I didn't even know about. Well,
1: well, the world says, be your best you, but your best you is when you're with God. Exactly. You're in with him. That is where you are at your best because you're fulfilling what he created you to be. Yeah. Good thoughts. Well, hey, why don't we thank John and Colton? That's a great
0: transition time. Thank you guys for helping and sharing. I'm going to wrap things up. The theme of sacrifice, it's at the heart of the gospel. Like really, when it comes down to it, I don't think we can really talk about Jesus and following him without talking about sacrifice. So, so if you have skipped anything about sacrifice in the Bible, you don't really know Jesus and you haven't really read the truth of the Bible. Like we can't skip this stuff. And that's why I think Bible bumps are important because sometimes the hardest stuff might be the most important. We can't just do the easy Instagram stuff. It's got to be what is really essential. And so I even just look at how uh, David in 2 Samuel 24, 24, something is offered to him. He wants to make a sacrifice. They're like, oh, just take it. And he says this. He says, I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. I love that. It's like I will not live a life. I will not make this sacrifice if it doesn't cost me anything. It should cost me something. And as we get ready to wrap up today, I think, you know, it's actually pretty easy for us to do a self-check. Am I following Jesus? Like, if you're really asking yourself that, like, am I following Jesus? I think it's simple. Ask this. Is following him costing me something? Is living a life devoted to Jesus, is there something currently, like, costing me something? I just took some time, just like they were saying, you know, personal examples, and I, I look back at my life, and not that it's some perfect example of how to do it, but, but I could see all the ways God was at work in my life through sacrifice. It was a sacrifice at the age of 18 when I got right with God to walk away from lifelong best friends because our paths were going a different direction, and to give up best friends to follow Jesus that was a sacrifice it was a sacrifice when the first thing God asked me to do was stop watching WWF wrestling (laughs) true story I'd been, I'd like really gone right with God, it's like a week later, I've just watched Monday Night Raw, walking home from my friends, and God was like, you gotta stop, there's so much garbage in there, and it never, I'd never paid attention before, and all of a sudden I was just like convicted, and I was like, no, like this is what, Monday night is what I live for, and he's like, yeah, that's called an idol, I was like, shoot, okay, it was a sacrifice, so I gave it up, and I haven't watched it since, (laughs) not that... You can't, but for me, that's what God asked me to do. It was a sacrifice when the next thing God asked me to do was fix my relationship with my sister. It was a sacrifice when I got over my self-esteem issues and I got baptized. It was a sacrifice to stay a virgin until marriage because I believe the truth of the Bible, that husband and wife in marriage is where it belongs, and I made the sacrifice for that. It was a sacrifice to lose relationship with family members, with people close to me, Because following Jesus was more important than keeping artificial peace. It is a sacrifice for me to resist social media in the morning, starting with that, and to read my Bible first every morning. It is a sacrifice to pay for accountability software on my computers and my phone to ensure I maintain sexual integrity. It is a sacrifice to tithe 10% of my income. It is a sacrifice to lift my hands in worship, even if I don't feel it in the morning. And I love what Pastor Monica said to just like push through into something more. It is a sacrifice to stand firm in biblical truth when culture wants me to bow to trending ideologies. It is a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice. And so, can we stand as we wrap up today? This is a question that I had to, to, you you can ignore it if you want because it's really convicting, but This was something I asked myself. If it's not costing me something to follow Jesus, am I really even following him? Like if I literally can just coast through this life, oh, country club Sunday morning, see my friends, hear a nice message, maybe think about Jesus during the week, bring it up if it works nicely into a conversation. If it's just easy to be a Christian, are you actually really following Jesus? Because we saw, take up your cross, follow him. It's deny yourself. It costs us something. There is sacrifice involved. And so as we wrap up today, you know, our, our lives are meant to reflect Jesus. We are called to be living sacrifices. And every step in his direction should actually be less of me, more of him. John says this, John three thirty. He must increase and I must decrease. Every step towards him should be less of me, more of him. A life devoted should, to Jesus should be marked by sacrifice. And sacrifice takes courage. But hey, I got good news for you. Hebrews 10 says this, So my friends, Jesus by his blood gives us courage to enter the most holy place. So let us draw near with true hearts full of faith, with hearts rinsed clean of any evil conscience and with bodies cleansed with pure water. So maybe today is your day to sacrifice. Maybe it's, maybe it's the first time you've really considered uh, following Jesus or maybe you have followed him and you're looking back and you're like, Oh, I don't know if I really actually was all in. You know, maybe today is your time to Receive what Jesus has for you, something bigger, something better, something harder, but something greater, something holier. Leviticus 19:2 Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. He is calling us to be holy. And that is through a journey of following Jesus, we become more and more like Jesus. Be with Jesus so you can become like Jesus so that we can carry on the mission of Jesus to his world by living holy lives and a life of sacrifice. My last verse is this, and then I want to invite us to pray. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. That doesn't sound easy. I have been crucified with Christ. I am a part of the sacrifice. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, my day-to-day work, family, whatever, that life in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And that is why we talk about sacrifice. It's why we don't bump over it, because it is all about that. And so... I want to invite us to pray, and you know, I believe as we as we take a moment to just first just hand ourselves over to Jesus, it really is a sacrifice. It should cost us something. I just want to invite you to close your eyes, and you know what, even here's a good example. Let's sacrifice right now. Why don't you just put out your hands if you're willing. Nobody's looking anyways, but it's a sign of surrender. And I just want to invite you. You know, if you're a guest here today and you're like, I'm not ready for that, that is okay. It is never a pressure to do. Sacrifice is a choice. <laughs> we will never force you to say, that's not sacrifice, that's like throwing you on the altar and that's not cool that's murder or something but today we want to offer ourselves we want to come into alignment and so I just want to invite us to pray why don't we just repeat after me and say God thank you that you love me that you are a holy God who made a way to take the bad out of my life so that I didn't have to die but that you died in my place Thank you, Jesus, for the sacrifice that you made on the cross. I step into that life. I pick up my cross, and I choose to follow you. Whether it's easy or hard, I want to be all in. Teach me how to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Isn't that good? God's doing good things. Let us live a life of sacrifice.